Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, y'all have a good day. Sorry about that, everybody. OBS decided that it wanted to stop playing. And by stop playing, I mean just die. Yeah, uh, that's about where I'm at right now, too. We will not mention <laughs> the things anymore. All right, so... Tejo uh, murdered OBS. Do you, do you, do you Wait, remember... Does one of our characters have a wrestling background? Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, do you remember where you were in the sentence, Saren? Um... Yeah, so Drew will kind of, obviously you can make your own choices, but uh, um, th there was information you didn't have about what he ultimately might want or, or those he works for. Thank you for that. You're right. Ed. There was um, a common saying that sort of pervaded the order that knowledge is power and whether and it is both to be guarded and shared when needed and having all the information, even if it doesn't turn out to be having all the information lets me make appropriate judgments. And I appreciate that. will sort of nod and go back to looking around the um, summoning back my dog, you know. Although there's although there's a lot of conflicting philosophy about the monks because they also had the statement that an open mind is like a fortress with its gates unbarred and unguarded. And I always found that one a little strange. Hmm. I, I think you're a able to make your determinations about what you want to do. Just so sometimes there's 
things you don't know that can leave you vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the the information being shared. But I... He's difficult to read, but I don't think that Paul is that level of detached. It, if I thought he was already planning it, I probably would have just tried to kill him. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's more when... When, when push comes to shove, I should watch out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. Although that does raise the question of what about you? Oh, oh um, my faction fights the devil and Lucifer. I'm probably the the most moderate about fighting monsters of, of the group. Um, as long as they're not actively harming people or actively swearing loyalty to Satan, I cool. They, they should live their lives, whatever. Um, it, I I also can't really kill people and I'm not charismatic enough to lie. So I don't know. I think that um fire that you throw around occasionally does definitely seem dangerous. Uh, I, I can't do that as much as it seems like. I'm good at keeping all of my will in reserve mm. because I don't have any other weapons. Well, I, I, I have a sword. I just can't use it. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's more to you than you're willing to reveal. But I'll respect that for now. My secrets aren't mine to tell, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Oh, I think that's them coming back now. Mm -hmm. Good, too, because I think the fire was about to reach the first floor. Uh. As the, as the rest of you... Coffin? Why are they lugging yeah. a coffin? Definitely. <laughs> As the rest what of you make sticking out of it. Okay. Meanwhile, Paul's coming back like, I sure do love artifacts. I've loaded up on them. <laughs> hey, brother, have you noticed this uh, funny thing happening with my arm right here? What did you go there? A fucking bullet hole. <laughs> Or whatever hit me. Would well, you, you mind? You said something. 
<laughs> Get over here, you wee bastard. <laughs> yes, they're bullet holes. <laughs> okay. You know, usually you're supposed to be shouting this sort of thing before me, before I go, you know, looting the dead and shite. Yeah, uh, Colleen did manage to bandage you a bit, but that's why two of that lead thing is two of that lethal is bashing rather than lethal. I, I, apparently, apparently, my mind was on other things. <laughs> okay, and your virtue's faith, right? Yep. Mm. And he's going to spend a willpower on this first one as well. Hey, there's an exceptional success. So two of those lethal go away. And one of the bashing. Uh, I've got two aggravated and two lethal. No, you had two, ba- two lethal and two bashing. Oh, you marked it wrong. <laughs> no, aggravated is the... Aggravated is the X. No, aggravated is the full. Aggravated, aggravated is the, the six-point oh, okay. star. Yeah. X is the lethal... Slash is the bash. Okay. Otherwise, we're all at full bashing all the time. Okay. Sounds, yeah, like, most, sounds like most mortal-based World of Darkness campaigns I've played in. As, we, is- as we've talked about previously, the <laughs> damage system, the damage marking in World of Darkness is confusing as fuck. I mean, you, you sort of get the, the, the sort of the, the, the basic understanding of it goes lethal, Bash, or sorry, ba- bashing, lethal, aggravated. You fucked the- it up in the explanation, William. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you're down to one bashing now, and okay. he's going to leave that as a lesson and a reminder. It'll go away in a few hours. Right. It'll go away in like How 20. injured are you? I've got two lethal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave yeah. it as a lesson and a reminder. <laughs> no, hang on. Heal you too. Anybody else injured, by the way? I uh, have yes. one lethal. Yep, same here. Your two lethal are staying, Eamon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Didn't fucking, you didn't Damn. fucking pray hard enough. <laughs> uh, what's your what's your virtue, Astrid? Um, where is? Uh, oh, up in, fortitude. Up in the fortitude. Sorry, looking at the wrong thing. You don't get the one, but your lethal is healed. <laughs> okay. Uh, and how injured are you, Nina? I'm down one. One what? Uh, lethal. And what's your virtue? Also fortitude. It's now bashing. <laughs> cool. Oh, Sean is in general better at this than Eamon is, but damn. Hey, he's my brother. Yeah. Nina's walking alongside the 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 coffin OIT glory. Um, hey, Colleen, where are you, you little mice? I'm right here. Go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, and um looks over Paul you know we are still having a conversation about those those things you found, right? Right, right, of course. I just want to have a chance to get a look at him, make sure we're not, uh, you know, triggering him into which way we're going. I'd rather right, have no. going one way. That's fine. When you say take a look at them, you mean when we get back somewhere safe, not 
when we get back somewhere safe, you take them to your, you take them to some private locale and talk it over with your fellow Indiana Joneses. I don't know what even to call them. Uh, Paul smiles and says, that'll do. Um, well, that would depend on what they are, isn't it? I think for the most part, they probably, to use your uh, your reference, they belong in a museum. Um, but uh, no, no, you got that. You fucked that all up because Indiana Jones would specifically say it is. N- Wait, <laughs> Paul. Paul is just I sort of like you're both missing out on the imperialist overtones of the uh, the movie series, where they're taking artifacts and storing them in some white guy's collection, despite the fact that they probably belong rightfully to the indigenous peoples whose cultures they pillaged them from. Paul blinks and looks over at, at um, you know uh, what? I don't even care. He he just won. <laughs> no, Paul blinks and looks over at Eamon and says, "I don't get me wrong. I understand what you're saying, but I'm pretty sure that uh, the Nazi Luger yeah, and uh, say- the, the Nazi knife uh, probably shouldn't be returned to their original the owners." Indigenous culture here uh, is not in, in, what in they need weaponry. Oh, it's a limited metaphor. I was more talking about the films than the, you know, fascist memorabilia from the earlier part of the last century. You'll have to forgive, I mean, have to forgive me, brother. He tends to, he tends to take a lot of uh, inspiration from talking about the plights of indigenous peoples who have foreign powers come into their country and declare dominance over your, your, Irish over your government. You're Irish fucker. <laughs> right, right. No, no. Point taken. You're all, you're all as subtle as a bag of hammers. But look, let's focus on away confused. from the crime scene. Yes. What we're saying is the Irish have a few problems with imperialist bastards. <laughs> no, no, anyway, no, I, I, as I, I was saying, hey, Colleen, I got something for you here. Okay. <laughs> you ever put on a bulletproof vest before? No. All right, let me show you how you do. And he basically armors her up. This feels really weird. I, it'll take some getting used to. Why is it so heavy in these specific spots? Because that's where you want to make sure that the bullets don't go into. Hmm? Wait. Hang on a minute. In the vest or in me? You want them to go into the vest. You don't want them to go into you. Okay. Because that sentence was a little bit weird. Because if that's where the most armor is at, I feel like the bullet should be going there. Oh, I, that's for sure. Are we still there and not leaving? <laughs> I think you're leaving we're, about this we're time. Packing we're packing it up. We're also armoring up our NPC. We are. We are. Do, we are, we're, we're doing a Sorkin. <laughs> a walk and talk. We can, we are we doing can, a walk we and can, talk. We it's can, a drive and talk, but yeah. In the van. <laughs> I get in the van. And I start driving. Yeah. <laughs> I then stop and make sure everybody else gets into the van too. No. <laughs> I mean, no, I get on my bike. Yeah, Astra gets on her bike. I think everyone else Remember? being Eamon and Drew okay. and Colleen and Paul. Logistics happen. Yeah. Well, everyone gets going. Character moment that relates to logistics here. Remember, you're taking that back to my place. I'm the one driving. 
Yes. And you're taking it back to my place because I'm the person who's going to get into all of the, all of the computerness of that. Right, right. We're headed straight to your house. It's all, all good. Right. Why would I be heading anywhere else? It's not like the church really is, well, I was going to say handles transit of stolen goods very well, but they kind of do. It's kind of their, it kind of was their job for several thousand years. Anyway, we're going to be just talking about Imperial's bastards stealing. Don't, don't, no. (laughs) were. Don't go down that road. This way lies madness. (laughs) Get on your bike. Madness and several crusades in the Middle East. It's true. Several crusades, which very many of us feel very, very poorly about. Except for those of us that don't. Start driving. (laughs) (laughs) All of you are so strange. You have to be. Welcome to the party, love. We hunt hunt vampires for a living. Of course we're fucking strange. I feel like I'm in the middle of the Boondock Saints. (laughs) That's never heard of it. The what now? <laughs> I'm just, I'm waiting for someone to run out shouting about a firefight. Uh, uh, just wait until two hours from now. That's just, fair. We just, gonna, we just have the firefight. I'm going to snap a picture of the items that we took out um, and send them to the labyrinth to have... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, Crowley, I think, was going off shift, but whoever yeah. was was coming on shift, see if they could cross and see if they match up with any of the items. Uh, so you you get a you get a text back from Ben. Okay, so you've got a really really high quality luger and a knife. Um, I'll, and and Paul will text back. Just want to make sure they are what they appear, and that there's not a suspicion that there may be more to them. I couldn't tell that with just a picture. I'd have to get my hands on them or bring them within reach of one of the heads. Do we have one in Atlanta? We have a head here, yes. Uh, is it avail- currently available? You, if you bring it to the labyrinth, we can probably bring it out. <laughs> okay. Cheers. Um, and he'll put down the phone. Um and uh, and sort of settle back for the rest of the ride, I think. All right, so so I uh, I apparently uh, got into the bottom of a glass way too fucking fast. Uh, so what all did we find in there? <laughs> well, uh, the largest part of the hole is all those computers that we pulled out. What's on them, we're not sure yet. We're taking them back, so we've got the time to go through them. But they they date back decades, if not more. You said the largest part of the hall, impl- implicating that there's more to it than just that. Well, you saw the bloody great coffin. Yeah. And so we have that fast too. Fast here got himself a gun and a knife, and I got myself an M4 in that armor that we put on Colleen, uh, and some bullets to go with it. So good, good. Go with the armor or the gun. The gun. <laughs> Got to work on your grammar, man. Grammar's a bit more like guidelines than actual rules, actually, if you think about it. That was a line from Pirates. There's a lot of good movies out there. Who the fuck are you talking... Oh, Colleen, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I've been drinking already. Swerve. 
For Christ's sake! Get the fuck out of the driver's seat. I'm taking over. You we're in the middle of the interstate. We're not swapping drivers now. <laughs> Has that... that was like a challenge to me. <laughs> you didn't you did notice the police sirens about five minutes after you were away from the uh from the crime scene, by the way. Drive oh, sorry. straight I've on roads that aren't going to have cops, or I will fucking drive us all into a ditch. <laughs> We're gonna be fine. Cops don't pull us over. I hope that's right. Have for the ever, sake of the fact that we have a giant German coffin in here. Have you ever seen a cop pull over a church van? I haven't seen that many church vans to have a really big basis. Well, there you go. That think, doesn't make me feel better. I think as a precaution, Paul digs around in his bag. Pulls I out mean, I did paper. already spend a lot of time mapping the route that wasn't going to have cops on it while everyone else right. was away. So. Yeah. As long, uh, as, so, long as he's following the route, you should be good, mostly. And to idly pass the time, um, takes out a blank form and forges a permit for shooting a film. <laughs> Roll me dexterity and crafts. Yep. Would it be dexterity? Um, I mean, I'm happy to use dexterity. That's yes, okay. just to make it look decent. It, okay. Like you know what a permit should look like. I feel you just okay. need to actually make it look good. Okay. One success. It's probably passable as long as no one looks at it too close. He's really just doing it to keep himself busy. Yeah. Every once in a while, the van starts drifting to the left. <laughs> and Eamon just reaches out and sort of puts a hand on the wheel and drags it back. <laughs> I, think, I think simultaneously, Paul kicks the back of the chair. <laughs> Easy. Should I? Never mind. Probably not. I'm fine. I've been twice as intoxicated and driven twice as many cars. Have you driven two cars at once? Yes. How? Very tricky. They were diecast. You're the one who's seen all the movies. You remember Teen Wolf? Sort of like that. Teen what now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wait I am waiting for the the uh the Avengers or Civil War reference of you know that really, really old movie? This movie that was made in like two thousand. <laughs> yeah, really, really old movie aliens. Yes. <laughs> I mean it'd be more like you know that really, really old movie, high school musical? <laughs> Uh, My... Fuck you. Hey, if I have to feel old, <laughs> so does everybody else. You know that, even if you're not. You know that really old movie, The Life of Brian? <laughs> My movie knowledge is kind My movie knowledge is kind of limited. It was a thing that they used to entertain me, but they didn't exactly go out and find me a large library. So there's only so many. <laughs> Out of curiosity, what library did they have? What we've learned today is that the Akashic Brotherhood needs to get a Netflix account. They do. And Hulu. I, I mean, of movies or of books? 
of books since we're on the subject i mean a bunch of ancient tomes and manuscripts that are probably older than a couple countries but i didn't they mostly taught me by rote it wasn't exactly i didn't roam the library too much right so you didn't have access or just it was mostly just a fact of the 16 year old girl's probably not the best person to be playing around with books and scrolls that'll probably disintegrate if you touch them wrong no that's fair that's fair so it was more of a i didn't want to break anything and get them mad at me they didn't want me to break anything because they'd be mad at me so i just didn't touch unless they wanted me to look at something specific what sergeant specifics would they have you look at Mostly um, what I needed to understand the world, you know, physics, um, ancient treaties. They had, I think they had something of and, Isaac, a copy of Isaac Newton's original papers. And which the was, Boondock Saints was something that they had to understand how the world works. That was for my entertainment. Because <laughs> even, even the Akashic understand that you need to have something to entertain yourself if you're that living alone forever. Ah, like that like place that. where they took the kid and flighted the navigator. Sorry, what? No, nah, never mind. <laughs> Sound like a right bunch of fun folks they are, aren't they? <sighs> you know, you know the like the my understanding of the stereotypical Shaolin monks. Uh huh. Add magic. I reached out. Fair enough. I reach down under the driver's seat, grab a bottle, pop it open, start drinking while driving. <laughs> uh, Paul, Paul will sit forward at that and say, all right, pull it over. <laughs> Not kidding. Pull over. I'm driving. Get in the back. Do you even know how to drive this thing? Yes, I have before. If you weren't so drunk off your ass all the time, you'd know that. Get in the back. Fair enough. <laughs> There's one problem. We're on the interstate. <laughs> pull over. That's what the shoulder's for. <laughs> I will pull over. Again, I will point out, I have me personally made that transition <laughs> in the middle of driving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> While drunk? While drunk? Well, drunk. Why do you think I took someone over? who's not cooperating. While, while drunk and armored. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean the, the whole point, uh, you know what, Paul would say this in character and say, look, whole point of us getting away is to not get pulled over. I don't want to have this whole thing come up short just because you can't stay in the lane. <laughs> I, I am pulling the van over so we can swap out drivers. Does <laughs> <laughs> so. Paul carry through with that or is he going to let Sean oh, drive? No, he's, he's actually pretty annoyed at this point and will push his way into the front seat. There you go. All right. I'll go sit in the back. And think about what you've done. Um, I never do that. <clears throat> Aren't you a priest? Yeah. Not a good one. Okay. Never took me vows. At this point, uh, uh, Nina has pulled over because apparently we're pulling over. <laughs> yeah, Astrid would probably pull off. Yeah. Wait. Are you saying that you're? Are you saying that there are priests who do think through what they do? I mean, supposedly that's supposed to be what they're supposed to be about. I don't know. 
Oi! No, there are many much better priests than I am. Don't- I am not- I am not nearly anything near an example. They <laughs> gave me this position to keep me out of jail. <laughs> Why are we stopped on the side of the road? Ah, cause all- cause- Cause this lot are pansies and don't like to have me driving when I'm having a drink. Does anybody feel unsafe and want to ride on my bike? Yes. Alright, get on. I, I also have room. I'm not driving anymore. Paul's getting behind the wheel. Oh, good. The person with no depth perception. That's much better. Yeah, I have a point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> at least I can tell where the three I, I, of I mean, at least I can tell where the three of you are standing, I say pointing at Nina. Pauline, do you <laughs> maybe want to go with uh Nina? There's a couple of reasons yes, but there's also a couple of reasons no, because, I mean, if anyone from that manor house is trying to keep an eye on things, me being out in the open is not the best of ideas. But at the same okay. time... Paul, Paul looks around and says, look, I'm going to keep it at or under the speed limit, stay in the lane, just get where we're going. Yeah, let's just go. You also have my brother drive if you want. He hasn't been drinking as far as I know. Sure. Uh, that cuts over to Eamon drinking. <laughs> Paul Paul will pull back out as soon as he's right. in his seat and buckled. <laughs> okay. I'm trying really hard not to make a joke about a bunch of Catholics and pulling out. <laughs> Seems in character for Nina. <laughs> you know... If this keeps up around the group of you, I'm going to pick up one of your accents. Uh, uh, once I get it back, I'll offer the bottle to Colleen. Would you like a sip? She looks at it for a second. <laughs> because she because she doesn't drink a ridiculously worse thing. Thinks about it. Nightly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thinks about it. Why not? Takes a drink, hands it back. As she takes a drink, she realizes it's water. And Sean just holds a finger up to his lips and leans back against the wall. <laughs> she drinks it. <laughs> hmm. Hands it back. Take it. It's good stuff, isn't it? It's vodka now. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Best Sir. cheeses ever. <laughs> Water into vodka. I'm not driving anymore, therefore don't need to fuck with anybody anymore, so I will drink the vodka. <laughs> she, she's got, like held it, stared at it for a couple of seconds, tapped it a couple of times with her finger. Handed it back, and when you, when she handed it back, it was vodka. Just hold up a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that, Jesus! I might convert. Um, <laughs> I begin reciting the part of the Bible that I can't think of at the moment, where it talks about Jesus turning water to wine. Just apropos of nothing, in the back of the van. <laughs> John chapter four. That one. See, Jack knows. Uh, but the, the rest of the trip, 
<laughs> Boring someone doing something silly. Um, oh, there's no chance of that happening. <laughs> you managed to make it back to Nina's place. Um, as the as the church van pulls up to the warehouse, and the motorcycles pull up shortly thereafter. <clears throat> Kick the door right, open. Uh, I I just stop. Get out. All right, people, load the coffin up into my room. Eamon's on it. <laughs> Paul will become one of the computer pallbearers. It's not the first time I've <clears throat> been delivered to my house. Uh, you become one of the pallbearers. Why am I having a flashback to some weird storyline on a wrestling commercial? On a wrestling production? <laughs> uh, Astrid. Not Katie Vick's yeah. coffin. <laughs> Sorry. Is your brother by any chance still in town? Well, since it's still, what time of day is it? It's probably about three or four in the afternoon by now. Well, he fell asleep at my house, so if he tried to leave, he'd be a flash. So. Fair. Um, I hope so. If you. He's your brother, so you're you're called. But if you feel like it, if you could ask him, um, it it sounded like the colonel was um, collecting a large following. If their main base is no longer their um, main base, because cops and werewolves and us, um, it's possible. <clears throat> The vampire rumor mill, whatever that is, might know where the new meetup point is if he's plugged into any of that. Yeah, I I can ask him. I think I'd send him a couple texts, so I'm I'm sure I'll get a response once he wakes up. Okay. Thanks. And you guys bring the coffin up into Nina's apartment. Nope. How do you want us to sort this all out? You want it long ways? You want it sideways? How do you want us to put the coffin down? Uh, without breaking everything inside. About the only thing I worry, I'm worried about. Sets <laughs> it down. Kicks, pulls back the lid and starts just pulling things out one piece at a time. You know, not, you, you know, it's really weird pulling open a coffin and not having a body inside. Especially not when we're about to stake. <laughs> pulling it open and pulling stuff out. How do you think I felt when I ripped the lid open was expecting at least, like, a hand grenade or something and all it was was empty? I mean, fair, fair. Very anticlimactic. Not a lot of fun. It's almost like they're trying to ruin our fun. Well... Nina, are you going to need a hand with uh, um, sorting through the hard drives? Probably. Uh, first, I'll need to go th go through, see, we'll, you know, get them actually put in something. Note to self, hand grenade in coffin. <laughs> get them actually plugged into something. Actually, that stuff can probably all wait at first because we've got the actual full computer of... <clears throat> that was in the main room. We can look at that first. 
and then the rest of it will all need to get plugged into something and blah 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 right um just was thinking maybe while you're taking the first steps i could find out for certain about these other artifacts and get that resolved Find out what for certain about the other artifacts and get that resolved. <laughs> if there's anything of note to have to do with them. Um, Paul turns back to Nina and says, look, it's up to you. If you need an extra set of hands getting this hooked up, um, I'm not sure how much how, how much luck you're going to get with this lot. Uh, happy to do it. Otherwise, uh, I'll go be back in about an hour. Yeah, I could definitely use the help. All right. Uh, let's dig in. I'd offer me help, but at the church we typically have like a young choir boy do all the technical stuff because none of us know the fuck what we're doing. I'm <clears throat> good at learning things. Uh, computers were not the priority of my ed education. Yeah, if I touch that thing, it might kill itself. So let's let's not. That's an interesting power you have there, Astrid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Had it since I was a kid. I mean, I know my way around a bit, but uh, if we've got to be running some errands, I can always take a turn. Um, so if you want to go ahead and get started on that, uh, Nina, go ahead and roll me a computer's roll with your... Just one one. Go for second. it. Um, uh, yeah. While, while, while Nina and Paul and people are working on computer stuff, I do want to go over the gear that was that was brought back and just see if there's anything up, uh, from my uh, weapons expertise that might jump out at me about that Luger. Uh, I mean, it has not been volunteered to you. Oh, yeah. Never mind then. Paul is hiding his shit from us again. Got it. <laughs> literally, literally, everyone grabbed at it, and I got the highest roll. And Just everyone has also called him on it a few times. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know who has I mean, them. There's a very good reason why Nina said, yes, I need help plugging in my stuff. Fair enough, fair enough. No, I, no, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, in that case, I'm going to pull Eamon aside. Eamon. I was up. Look at this. I say holding up the bottle that uh, that Colleen turned into vodka. Take away for that. So how good vodka is this? Smells like potatoes. <laughs> it was water you know, earlier. I thought we had polished off the vodka in the van. It was water uh earlier. You know, two more and we can apply to have her canonized. <laughs> well, let's start thinking up things then. Do I hear that? <laughs> I mean, we're probably trying to keep it fairly low-key, but... Yeah. Muttering, muttering, but... Probably hear the two of them having a, having a quiet conversation in the corner. Fine. We should start thinking up things for her <laughs> we want to get her canonized. <laughs> St. Colleen the God Machine. Yep. Yeah, sounds good to me. Has, has a fair ring to it. Already one miracle. This is a really great way not to attract attention. <laughs> I mean, we might be up to two. We haven't really determined if that Sonic is still there or not. 
Fair, fair, fair. He's going to look it up on Google Maps. Is there actually a Sonic there? There is actually a Sonic there. All right, still just one. We're safe. All right, fine. <laughs> but tell you, keep, keep, keep your eye out. That's, uh... I mean... You're saying if you ever want to drink, hand her a bottle of water. <laughs> Take it back, drink. Eamon a- goes over to the to the sink, gets a glass of water, and then just takes a sip out of it and sort of sets it down somewhere in Colleen's rough vicinity, not like actually next to her. And then just sort of wanders away. Like, <laughs> you know, if you wanted me to do that trick again, you just have to ask. Pretends he didn't hear. Do it again, I whispered to her. (laughs) She kind of reaches out to the glass and kind of runs her finger along the outside rim and taps the side of the glass a couple of times. Uh (laughs) I will motion to (laughs) Eamon. Picks it up, takes a sip. It's vodka. (laughs) Chairs lost. I can I can do pretty much anything. It's just vodka is the only one that's clear. We're going to take you to a bar, and we're going to find some shitty ass people. And then when they put their drink, when they look away from their drinks for a second, we're going to have you change it into piss. <laughs> and it's going to be fantastic. Uh, I'm game. So um, many fun yeah, things we can. What do. I know, I realize mages are not my area of expertise. But I know that there is the possibility of negative consequences for this kind of thing. Roll me a um, a, a cult. This will be difficult to know, but maybe if you get high enough. Because I definitely am aware that most supernatural creatures keep it secret. I just don't. Yeah. It's a cult, I'm assuming. Yeah, I tell it it's a cult. We'll try. Don't do that thing. Two successes. Not that great. So you know, you know that part of the reason why mages are considered dangerous is that bad stuff just tends to happen around them. You don't know why. You just know that mages, for some reason, tend to be a bad luck magnet. Just don't piss off anyone who's trying to keep their version of the great secret. Mm-hmm. I know that's fair. You know, the funny thing is that I've learned is that people talk about stuff tasting like piss a lot, but a lot of people don't actually know what piss tastes like. Oh, trust me. I am well aware of that fact. Those people have never had to care for a baby. (laughs) Those Those people have also never been, you know, in really bad parts of Glasgow. All right, intelligence. So how are those computers coming along? <laughs> working, I'm working, I'm working. Yeah, can I can I roll to do it as fast as possible? Uh, you can roll to assist. Depends yeah, on, what, depends on what it is. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be doing it slowly, but apparently I am. Because <laughs> I got one success. Go ahead and make intelligence computer roll to assist as well. Okay, Paul. Between the two of you. 
I thought I had more points in computers, but I don't. I need you I to define what it is. So, good news and bad news. Um, good news, you know a couple of people who have given you enough software that you could probably auto-crack into most of these encrypted files. Mm-hmm. Which means you basically just need to run your software and let it go. Right. Bad news is it's going to take probably a day or two. Yep. So, you can you definitely can get into this with time. It'll just take a while. Just. Okay. <clears throat> well, we've got yeah. It, we're good. It's just going to take a bit. All right. Well. I've got literally nothing else to do at the moment. So, who needs backup doing whatever? Um, and it's probably about this time. <laughs> oh, man. Something's funny. I don't know what, though. So it's about it's about this time that um, both uh, Nina and Paul's phones get a text. <laughs> okay. Um, Paul, you have a text from a Lyft driver. Okay. <laughs> um. Um, Nina, you have a text from Shakes. Okay. Um, your your text says, "Hey." We should probably talk. One of my friends has got a show tonight. Uh, if you want to come and watch and have a conversation, I'll be there. How do you feel about professional wrestling? <laughs> I'm not opposed. Cool. And she sends you an address. I've got a ticket for you already. Cool. And he, Paul looks up from his phone about the time that Nina is looking up from hers and says, anything interesting? Uh, I've got places to be. So... You need assistance with those places to be? Nope, I'm good. Thank you. May as well. Um, what's the we plan? Got nothing else to do while the, I got nothing else to do while this runs, so... Uh, meet up here a little later on. Cool. Um... Uh, Eamon, as you're looking around, you see you see there's a there's a Lyft driver outside. Eamon's just gonna wander downstairs. Then mm-hmm. Paul Paul will look over. Uh, what is Colleen doing? Uh, Colleen is currently um, in the middle of a conversation with uh, Sean, just kind of privately talking about something. Okay. All right. Um, then. Um, Paul will head downstairs probably about the same time Eamon is. Um, and as they're going down, we'll say, um, you all sticking around or are you all heading out as well? Don's be sticking around. I'm headed out. Um, for the evening or just for a bit of air? Uh, well, we'll see where the night takes us, I suppose. I just want to make sure we've got some folks still here. I've got to go pick uh, up something I think might be a little helpful for us in the long run excellent we'll see where it takes us then and uh Eamon goes and gets in the back seat of the lift <laughs> um, yes. yes paul paul looks in and smiles and says i sorry 
we're going somewhere. I, I, I just can't let you go. Oh, trust me, lad. You're going to want me along for this one. Don't worry. No, no. I'll get... I'll... Literally, literally, I can't. And I'm pretty sure you can't either. Well, then it'll be interesting to see what sort of puzzles we have in store for us. But your friends are going to want to talk to me. And why is that? Uh, Paul, and... will lean, Paul will lean in and just like, sorry, sir, just give us a minute. Oh, oh man. And, oh, and, and Eamon will pull open the side of his jacket a little bit and half draw basically a large dagger that's functionally constructed from the tooth of an extremely large predator and then just slide it back in. Can I roll to see if I recognize what it is? I know what it is as a player, but can I? Yes, you can roll me in a cult roll. Okay. Especially you get you you can definitely make this roll because you're Aegis Kaidoro. Yeah. And this is werewolf related. Um uh, let's see. Cult and what wits? Uh wits and a cult, yes. Okay. By two success. Paul Paul raises his eyebrows a little bit and says Yeah, that's a werewolf artifact. <laughs> Paul raises his eyebrows a little bit and says Glad to have you aboard. <laughs> Jumps in the back next to uh, to Eamon. This lift driver is either confused or terrified, depending on whether or not he saw the knife. <laughs> he didn't see the knife, so he's just very confused. Eamon is not bringing his greatsword. What would hope? I'm definitely just confused and not terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You might think you're a LARPer. I don't know. Right. Or some kind of cosplayer. Meanwhile, back up in the apartment, I've got one sleeve up and showing Colleen a series of tattoos on my left arm. Oh, you see this one I got when I was running with a gang back in, back in, the, old, back in the old country. Uh, this one indicates how many people I've killed with a knife. And this one indicates how many people I've shot. With a knife. <laughs> <laughs> How do you read that? What's that count supposed to be? It's more about how detailed it gets. The more, the more, uh, the more little phalanges and uh, and uh, decorative abrasions on the on the image itself, the more uh, elaborate the count gets. And depending on what the what the decorations themselves are, depends on what type of count it is. I'm looking up the Yelp reviews for this church that is allegedly there. <laughs> Uh, so you look, you look up the uh, Our Lady of Lords, um, and the uh, you basically get along the lines of the pastor's weird, but they're friendly enough, and they it's a fun. It's never a dull service. It's also predominantly black. Mm. Yep. Um, but because Drew is legitimately curious, is it a predominantly black church in the way that people mention in Yelp reviews, or just is kind of culturally assumed based on region and you know? Uh, I believe Jack is the one who's actually looked up Our Lady um, of Lords. So. so it's directly across from the Martin Luther King Memorial. Mm -hmm. um, it's and it's considered the sort of cornerstone head thing for like i think it's called like the association of african-american catholics in georgia like right. it's yeah both officially and culturally all right yeah and and the, the uh he's only one of the he's only one of the priests that that 
uh, works at that church. Um, but it then notices that the, the one, the, like one of the two white priests is always entertaining when he's giving a sermon, but you don't always know what he's talking about. <laughs> okay. Got it. There are other people who run it. That makes a lot more sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, oh, I, yeah. I am not the head priest by any, by any it stretch. It just drives one of the church vans. <laughs> I was curious at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it really seems like you're going to get murdered every time you go in there. <laughs> Absolutely not. Nothing but a gem. Yeah. So, um, what is everyone up to in these intervening hours? I'm I'm not necessarily asking a ton of questions, but I'm trying to watch and learn from what Nina is doing with computers until she heads off. I know she was heading off at some point, but I am mm-hmm. I am basically assuming guard duty at the at the at the hideout while also chatting up and showing off my tattoos. Alright. Uh- Astrid will just be watching Nina from a distance, not too close to the computers. <laughs> yeah, unlike Astrid, my tattoos don't do anything magical. They're just a sign of my sordid and illustrious past. That means they're lame, Astrid calls. <laughs> or it means I don't need them to kill people. You are the one that does literal magic by praying. Yep. <laughs> I am. I don't I need them to kill people, they just help. I don't really get the appeal. What's Nina up to after setting the computer up to basically run itself? I <laughs> caught you with your mouthful, I'm sorry. Chewing and swallowing. Yeah. Um, Nina is chewing and swallowing for five hours. <laughs> uh, heading out. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Nina heads out to meet up with Shakes. Are you going to bring anyone with you or just... God, no. Okay. Well, Astrid is going to ask, like, where you're going when you leave. Outdoor show. What kind of show? <laughs> I look around to see if anybody else is paying attention. No. The kind I'm of show that the computers, go but not to. this conversation. I'm sorry. What did you say? The kind of show that changelings go to. I, what kind of show is that? It's a wrestling show, apparently. Oh. Shakes needs to talk, and so I'm going to go talk. Mind if I come? You know what? No, it's fine. Yes, absolutely. Come along. All right. So Astrid and Nina head out that way. Bring us back a vampire to kill. Don't we still have that one staked? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have one in the basement. (laughs) One one is... Correction, it is in the bathroom. Yeah, have to finish your last vampire. (laughs) One is an appetizer, not a full course. (laughs) Go find your own, you lazy fuckstick. I'm on guard duty. 
So the two of you head out, but while that's happening, um, Paul. Yes. Um, you have to give the Lyft driver very specific instructions. Um, and sort of like a left on this street, right on this street, go to this, 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 and this. And he questions you a little bit because the way that you're telling him to turn is sort of like running a long and winding path that oftentimes will curve back on itself every now and then. Sure. Um, but you know that getting to the labyrinth is not a matter of getting to a location. <clears throat> there is a specific path you have to take. Right. Um, which conveniently forms the forms the pattern of the Doru. Um, it sort of it, this this sort of long winding uh, series of turns that it, that will eventually make the shape of a of a spear if looked at from above. Um, and Paul is trying to keep up sort of a chatter with both the driver and Eamon to distract from from memory. I'm sure Eamon is trying to remember the pattern. Eamon does not seem to be paying particular attention to the pattern specifically. He's more just, I mean, he's obviously a little puzzled by the sequence, but he's kind of just idly paying attention to the conversation. And he, he's more eyeballing the driver suspiciously most of the time. Uh, go ahead and roll me wits and empathy, Paul, and roll me manipulation subterfuge, uh, Eamon. Okay. Eamon's shit at this. Uh, I get my bonus on this, uh, my specialization, I mean, right? Uh, what's your specialization? Fast talk? Uh, no. Okay. One success. Zero success. It seems to be that he's mostly just looking at the driver weird. Okay. All right. Um, and eventually, uh, the driver comes to a halt outside of what looks to be um, uh, an underground storage facility. Okay. Uh, it's, and he sort of halts, gives you gives you the bill that you pay, um, and lets you get out and uh, head towards the the gate of the facility. Okay, um, Paul will give him five stars and a twenty percent tip, and um, will get out and then is this a location is this a labyrinth location where there's going to be a physical labyrinth inside to reach the actual doors um you've probably never been here in person before okay um so you don't know what the exact type of labyrinth is going to be all right um paul looks over at at Eamon and smiles apologetically and says uh i'm sure you know this is the bit where uh i have to put a blindfold on you Oh shit! We're doing that, are we? Yeah, probably. Go on, tie it up, tie it up, tie it up. This will be grand. All right. Um, Paul will um, uh, probably reach into one of his pockets, take out a tie that he has, and just loop that over over him. Yes, necktie blindfold. 
he's always got one so he can dress up or dress down. Um, and then we'll go up to the door. And is there a, a voice pad or do I just knock? Um, there is a door um, that on on this very modern looking warehouse is a very old fashioned looking door with a gargoyle knocker. Okay. Um, Paul will reach up and knock. Yep. So you, you knock a specific pattern that you have been that you were given when you came here. Um, and uh, after a while, the gargoyle's mouth just kind of drops a couple of inches, and the door itself just swings open on its own. And okay. you can, there is immediate darkness on the other side of the door that you cannot see through. Okay. Um, uh, Paul will, will turn around uh, and say to Eamon, um, All right. Um, do you want me to hold you by the shoulder? Do you want to hold hands? What's your preference? Shoulder's fine. Whatever's right. easiest for you. Sure. Um, I can grab yeah. your belt loop if you like. Like I said, whatever's easiest for you. And Paul will go ahead and put a hand on his shoulder and uh, step through into the darkness. Yep. You uh, step through and immediately you feel like you're walking in a long black tunnel. Okay. Um, and you have no sense of walls around you. You have no sense of an exit to this, to this place. You just keep walking in a straight line as straight as you can make it. Um, and you begin to, uh, hear the sound of water slowly dripping in the in the distance just hear the the occasion the, the, the distance drip 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 of of a slow water drip um and i will i will head in that direction then and you you, you begin to hear voices that sort of are omnipresent echoes around you this sort of Ah, well, looks like you got a new one. And you hear you hear a voice that carries directly to you, Paul. And is your friend an initiate? I'm an unwelcome third party. Uh Paul Paul will raise uh will uh will raise his his voice and say um uh by the blood of the witch and the wolf Paul Philip uh commonly called Spanner to the order, um, approaches this labyrinth seeking aid and artifacts. I have brought with me one who does not belong to the order, um, but who bears an artifact of interest. His eyes are bound, his tongue is not. And do you vouch for this stranger? I do. And Paul, Paul will lean over to Eamon and says, seriously, don't fuck this up for me. It's your home field, friend. Don't worry. We play by your rules. Appreciate oh. it. Um, Paul will give him a little squeeze on the shoulder. Well, in that case, welcome to the labyrinth. And immediately 
the lights come up and you look around and you see the you feel like you've been walking in this tunnel for for like a good 10 minutes but in fact as you look over your shoulder the door's right there okay um i will uh what's what is around us immediate it, you are in a, a sort of a a very plain steel room like the the floors and the walls are all steel um and there's it's very spartan there's not a, there's not a whole lot here aside from the back wall which has uh sort of a desk sort of like a almost like a and an um assistant like a a front desk. I'm trying to remember the name of the job of the person that sits front. Receptionist. Receptionist. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so my brain fumbled for that word. Paul, Paul. Uh, and with with the symbol of the Aegis Kaidoru emblazoned on the wall behind them, and then there is um, a, a a gentleman with sort of short cropped blonde hair and like a, a in like a sort of just like a black t shirt and jeans uh, with sort of a, a trench coat tossed over the back of the chair. Like he's just kind of tossed it there and sat down. Um, Paul will will lean over to to Eamon and says, "All right, then you have been admitted. Prepare to witness the hidden wonders of the labyrinth." And he'll pull down the um, <laughs> the, the the tie to this rather plain, unremarkable room. Yeah, Eamon will kind of do like a little bit of a double take and then kind of lean over. I feel like they're going to ask me to bend over and cough. <laughs> Uh, just be careful where you store the artifacts. Fairly noted. <laughs> uh, Paul will 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 nod um, and will um, will draw the sign of the um, the spear and shield um, over his heart uh, to the uh, the person behind the reception desk. He sort of gives you a nod and sort of looks at both of you. Welcome to the labyrinth. My name is Grim. How can I help you? Grim, it's a pleasure. As I said, uh, you can call me Paul or Spanner. Um, understand you all have uh, uh, have some heads of Barnabas that we might be able to speak to. Yes, uh, I believe I was given some notice about someone coming by who might need access to one of the heads. Um, and he sort of reaches over and hits a computer that's hidden in the in the desk and sort of types on it for a minute. All right, one of the guardians will bring will bring the head out for you. Uh, any idea what this one's name is? Uh, give me one second. Because the head of the head of Barnabas was in the core book, or was it what in, was it in the no, extra book? It's 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 not in the core book. Yeah, it's in the compact conspiracies. Yeah, yeah. Because they all, they all, each of the heads is, has a name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his, his name is Veneficus. Veneficus. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. Um. Um. Okay. Well, we'll wait until we see Veneficus's head. <laughs> I had I had to hit you with that. I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and so you see, you are greeted by the sound before the sight. Um, 
the uh, <laughs> about three minutes later, you begin to hear this low moan begin to build outside of the outside of the room, uh, and Graham immediately looks up. Oh, looks like you got a hit. Right, I, I think that may be um, what what my companion has here. Um, we may have to isolate the indi- the items individually. Aim and show him what you've got. Pulls out the fang dagger. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's werewolf work. Hi. Sure is. Um. Also, did, did you pick that up uh, in the sewers or was that uh, during uh, our activity earlier today? Uh, previous night. Fair. Right before the, you know, or actually right after, but. All right. Well, we'll wait for the head to yeah, and, appear. And the next, a few seconds later, the door opens and. Yeah, um, for the edification of uh, of Eamon, out comes a, an individual in a black robe with his, with his hood pulled up to hide his face. But what his his face doesn't matter. What matters is the fact that he is carrying uh, by the hair a severed head um, that is that is emitting an almost machine like wail as it just kind of has its jaw open and is just uttering this low groan, this sort of constant moan as its, as its jaw is just slack, just constantly. His unceasing groan as it enters the room. Um, is it... That's uh... That's, that's a fair bit. That's a fair bit disturbing thing you've got there. Um, Paul looks over and says, "Now you see why I don't like to carry the fucking things around." Um, I, you think? Is it? Um, it, it, it teeth aren't chattering yet. No. no. Okay. No, the teeth are not chattering. Eyes are not rolling. Okay. Um, Paul will go ahead and take out the knife um, and the and the luger as well. Um, and and look over at Grim and say, "Do you have any sort of containment? Might be able to put him in, isolate him one by one." Uh, yes. Give me one second. And Grim reaches down and pulls out uh, a box and sets it on the table and flips it up, lifts it open, and there's this sort of like velvet-lined interior. Uh, hand me the one you know is magical first. Um, I mean, do you mind? Is there any sort of window on the box? It's just like a plain steel box with like a velvet interior. He will very reluctantly, but he'll go put the the dagger in the box. Flip the box shut, latch it, head still moaning. Well, you've got something else that's magical on you. All right. Um... Is there enough room in there for the other, for yeah, the other things? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, uh, Paul will say, well, let's, um, let's rule out uh, my chief contender, and he'll put the, um, the knife in. Yeah. He takes a knife, puts it in the box, flips the box shut, latches it, head stops moaning. Um, Paul looks over at Eamon and 
sorry, Paul looks over at Eamon and says, um, you into my antiques? Uh, and he holds out the Luger to Eamon. Aye, I think so. Um, hmm. Is that authentic? Grim says, looking at the pistol. Uh, well, we pulled it off the uh, hiding place of a Nazi who was uh, considered to be part of the uh, double lightning bolts, if you take my main in. Uh, right, to the best of my knowledge, it's one owner from New, and he was that owner. If that's if that's authentic all the way back from the war, and it's in that good of a condition, it's probably worth quite a bit. Not on the magical market, but in general. Um. Paul nods and, and says, right, uh, I, I know, fair trade then. And he smiles to Eamon. Mm. I mean, if you're taken from a marketing perspective, your advertising has a bit of a... It's lost the shine a bit, and I'll be taking my property back with me. Yeah. And he very carefully not, sets the gun back down eh, it's not my job it's not my job to handle acquisitions so uh you can you can take the head back and he says that he says to the hooded figure who nods and turns and heads heads out of the room uh with the head and when, once it's a good distance away he flips the latch and lifts the lid back up and the head seems to be sufficiently far gone that the moaning is at least not audible <laughs> poor guy who's carrying it though yeah, that guy's not <laughs> that guy's not going to get a good night's sleep for a full week <laughs> um, Paul looks at Eamon and says Oof, I didn't follow proper logging procedures in one of my first jobs I got uh, head carrying duty for two weeks not something I can't repeat oh, I can see that that thing is probably a bit disquieting in its own fashion yeah, something about the magic of the head you hear it in your sleep for the, at least seven days usually eight um I mean, and and please take this in the spirit to, in which it's intended, but y'all fuckers are pretty damn metal. <laughs> we are the spear and the shield. Um, Paul just smiles and um, and says, um, well, do you have anyone here who might be able to take more of a look at the knife then? Yeah, um, both of them. Um you see if Ben's here. He says and he goes and looks up on his on his uh computer system. Oh no, yeah, Ben's uh here for the weekend. Good. Great. Um Ian, I spoke earlier. Um hopefully he's expecting us. Um any restrictions on uh on non members joining us? Uh well, fortunately he's up front right now, so Perfect. That door on the left, he says, pointing to the one of the one of the very easy to miss doors because they tend to match the wall. Uh, that door on the left, uh, first door on the right. Eamon's going to grab his dagger. He sh- sh- slides both of them towards you. Okay. You know, yeah, Paul, it, Paul will pick up the other one. It would make sense for Aegis Kaidoru to enjoy uh, my melanc- the my melancholy album, or my dear melancholy. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll, I guess we'll head through the door. He gives you a nod as you head out and follow the instructions. Head out that door and in, into the first one on the right. Psst, Spanner. What am I supposed to do with this necktie? 
Oh, I, I, Paul took it back when he took oh, it back. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just have the image of he, it's he, still dangling around his neck. No, when he <laughs> ran reveal, it went up and off. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. No, it's all good. That is hilarious, though. That he's just, <laughs> yeah, you're wearing a tie. Paul reaches over and kind of strains it. No, you look better. Um, uh, and as you enter the hallway, in, in contrast to the, 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 the steel environs, which are still there, there are torch sconces on the walls for lighting, which are lit. And as you, as you walk through, um, it's a sort of an odd contrast of both like <clears throat> very medieval looking lighting with postmodern, almost sci-fi looking construction materials. Um, as you walk through and hit the first door, the first door is, um, this one is slightly more ornate, whereas the main, whereas the doors out of the main room are sort of designed to look like part of the wall and easy to miss if you're not looking for them. This door is, uh, a very obviously, um, uh, embossed arch, like perfect, like arch door, like the sort of the goes up in a straight line and slowly curves up to a to a meeting point at the top um with a a variety of uh Mm. egyptian hieroglyphs marked across the surface of the door okay um can i read them or make any heads or tails of them uh you can roll me a cult yeah it's intelligence and a cult okay Any bonus from the conspiracy or these? Yeah, it's, this is your conspiracy. You can add your conspiracy dots to it. Okay. Jeez, two successes only. I'm not. It's not. It's that. not that hard for someone who for someone who actively works here. This is basically a series of hieroglyphs that denotes um, the purpose of the room, and it is essentially an archive. Okay. Um, it, it's the. It's the. Easy. It's the lowest security archive in the building, which means anyone who is a new initiate to the Aegis and anyone who is vouched for is allowed to see what's inside. Okay. Uh, Paul, Paul will give the knock. Mm-hmm. Give the knock. Come on in. All right. When you Paul say will... when you say it like that, it sounds like something you need to see a doctor about. <laughs> Paul will push through. Mm-hmm. You, you. I had that in college. <laughs> Paul, Paul had the knock. He had to push through. <laughs> uh, you enter and you see um, a late middle-aged individual. Uh, hair was black and still a little bit black on the sides, but going salt and pepper on the top uh, with that sort of iconic long black trench coat that a lot of ages kind of were seen to wear. Uh, kind of... Uh, resting on his shoulders, his arms are free of it, and he's just kind of looking over a, a book on the table in front of him. Uh, looks up. Ah, you must, you must be Spanner. That's right. Uh, Paul, good to meet you. Um, you must be Ben. Um, and he'll That's approach with, with his hand out, um, and assuming Ben shakes his hand. Um, up, shakes his hand, yeah. Gesture uh, over to Eamon and say, uh, this is my compatriot, Eamon Mulcahy. Uh, Glad to meet you. Acquaintance. Name's Ben. Name's Uh, Ben. I am the archivist. I occasionally work the phone. Well, glad to have you on both stations. We've got a couple things that I think you might find rather interesting. Um, uh, We've got uh, uh, this 
delightful little piece that Mr. Mulcahy took off of a, uh, a dead werewolf and he'll gesture to the fang dagger. Uh, ah. Ah. You got your hands on a fang dagger. That's a... I mean, it's not the rarest of finds, but it's a lethal weapon if you know what to do with it. And Eamon will sort of having having had the thing for a couple for a little while now just sort of flip it back and forth over his hand a couple times with a flourish i I think i know what i'm doing with it unless there's something else you'd like to tell me here let me see it for a second i need to look at it to actually tell how to activate it properly i'll hand it over Uh, he looks at it kind of turns it over in his hand puts it in the Uh, box and says good day (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this was oh this is a tenemic, uh spiritual folk. Uh, this one takes a blood sacrifice. It's a dangerous knife by itself, but if you want to really shank someone with it, you're going to want to draw it across your hand and really soak it in blood. And uh, even the supernaturals are fear what you do with it then. All right. Well, it's pretty handy to know. Appreciate the expertise. Paul, and I've got a proposition for you. And one more thing. Oh. Uh, it's got a minor um, spirit enchantment that'll help you out in the middle of uh, ambushes if you're good with it. So uh, if you take a night's rest with it just close to your person uh, with the, the blade not actually stabbed into you but pressed against you, um, it'll give you a little bit of a heads up uh, in the field of the occult. Wakey-wakey. Well, it's splendid. Paul, when I'm dead, you can have it. Hmm? That's fair. Um, ben, you happen to have any contracts? Uh, you're looking for work? No, no, no. No, contract, just to... just to He wants form. that in writing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can write something up real quick if you really want one. Uh, sure, just, just while we're on the subject. My dad always used to say the one with the most paper wins. So his left hand pulls out a scroll and immediately starts writing while he looks at anything else. He's writing without looking at it. Uh, right. We also found uh, something from uh, um, Castle Dracula. Um, not sure if it's on the list of things that you have, but uh, according to uh, to old Vinificus that got brought out to us, it's definitely magical. Um, and he'll pull out the uh, the dagger that they took from the coffin. Look, he extends his hand for it. He'll pass it over. Looks at it for a second. Ah. While he's looking at it, Paul's like, all right, Eamon, just there. An initial fair. Uh. <laughs> no. Right, you'll want to get this notarized now. <laughs> I think ben, that... you're a notary, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am actually. <laughs> so is Sean by virtue of being a priest. <laughs> so he looks it over, looks the dagger over. Ah! This is a bloodthirster. Uh, can I roll to see if I've ever heard of one of those? Uh, sure. Roll me intelligence and occult. You're not likely to get this one because he's the archivist, but two. you have no idea. Okay. Um, Paul says, well, I've not heard of one of those before. I assume it's uh, vampire in nature? Something like that. It's um, Vampires are a little bit better at their unique form of magic. 
that, that they can do. It's not all the vampires are good at the sort of pseudo sorcery that vampires know. Um, but some of them are able to imbue a little bit of that magic into items. Um, a bloodthirster is a dagger that drinks blood and provides a little bit of vitality of anyone that's killed with it to the wielder. Hmm. Uh, do you have to be vampiric yourself to take advantage? Or? Take full advantage. Um, vampires are able to use it to drink in combat. They can fill themselves up on blood while they're shanking a foe, you know, in case they can't get their hands on them to take a bite. Um, but anyone can benefit from the revitalizing properties of the dagger. That one requires you to kill someone with it, though. Anyway, we can uh, derive any information about... Uh, past snacks that it might have had doesn't hold on that well it doesn't hold on that well ah uh, well i think it might be worth asking uh, uh, that's a good line of thought but at the very least no one in this labyrinth to know how to do that anything you can do to maybe use that to track down its previous owner the fang dagger maybe but i figure he's probably dead if you've got it Werewolves don't tend to give that kind of stuff up easy. The Bloodthirster doesn't have that kind of bond to its wielder. Fuck. Does it work on vampires? Oh, yes. Anything that's got life essence. The only thing this wouldn't work on is a zombie. Perfect. Or a ghost. I mean, there's that too, but same kind of thing. Or a rock. Or a rock. There's that. Paul looks over at Eamon and says... Didn't we see a zombie one of our first nights? I thought we did. We know. Well, somebody did. Me and Drew. Andrew. There was a zombie encountered. That's why Paul in character is asking to make sure. You were told about it. There's been a little bit of zombie activity in the sewers recently. Um. In any way related to um, to 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 this this other boom, or is that just sort of something you all deal with on a regular basis? Zombies are a bit weird. Um, this area's got well, not Atlanta specifically, but areas around here. Uh, this used this. I mean, before the colonials pushed everyone out, this was largely Cherokee land and a couple of other Native American tribes. So you know that that old you know Native American burial mound curse malarkey some of it actually does have an effect and occasionally you'll see dead bodies rising um but they're not usually this much in number and they're not usually as coordinated i suppose that tracks with everything else that's been going on uh cheers ben i appreciate it well if there's anything else i can do for you don't hesitate to call and ask or drop by uh, certainly. Um, uh, Paul looks over at Eamon um, and says... He stamps um, the, stamps the, uh, the contract <laughs> so he's notarized it. Um, Paul looks over at Eamon and says, um, honestly, with regard to this dagger, I kind of feel like... Uh, uh, pointing uh, not to the fang dagger, but to the... Um, what's it? Bloodthirster? Bloodthirster. Uh, to the bloodthirster. And says, I think it might be... Uh, uh, maybe a... a a bit safer to keep it here, at least until we take care of the colonel. As far as that goes, I mean, 
given that I've got this and I'm probably the only one out of us that could really get much use out of it. I mean, Nina's going to spit tacks and shit bricks on you. Right. But uh, um, that's probably going to happen anyway, don't you think? I mean, there's a possibility, I suppose. Well, I'll tell you what. We can argue about it after we take care of the uh, of the vampire himself. Right then. You want us to store it? Right, if you would. Sure. If you ever want it back, just let us know. Obviously, as the one who interred it, you're welcome to ask for it back. Perfect. Um, I'll oh, take, well, I'll ta- probably, I'll, not, probably not too much of an issue then. I'll take my coat check claim on the way out then. <laughs> um, ask Graham if you want it in writing. <laughs> Paul Post paper wins. Um, and uh, we'll shake hands with Ben again. Um, and says, something tells me this might not be the last time we're, uh, we're making contact. Um, but uh, I understand you're on all weekend. Yep, I'm here through Sunday. And then on Monday, I'm going to be shifting out and hitting the field a little bit. I've got some research to do. Perfect. All right. Well, cheers. Um, I'll probably be pestering you by phone. <laughs> Good to know. Um, and then he'll turn and look at Eamon, see if he's ready to go. And if so, head back out. And shifting over from that uh, to Nina and Astrid, um, as the the two of you uh, arrive at the location, it's, uh, it's um, a... It's a... It's a small local area... Um, Wrestling Federation. It's the, um, sorry, uh, it's the uh, the southern the southern region showcase um, wrestling. SRSW. Uh, SRSW. <laughs> You're muted, Jeremy. By far, not the strangest set of initials I've heard in a wrestling thing. Yep. Small local production. Um, and it's got a decent crowd though. Uh, all things considered for like a small, for a small local production. Uh, Am I familiar with this? Uh, roll me intelligence, uh, intelligence, uh, streetwise. And you can add your professional training dots. I love uh-huh. that Astrid's professional training is wrestling is professional wrestling. <laughs> do I just do I just add it or do yeah, I add, add three? Okay. Yeah. Oh, let me get off attack roll. Probably a good idea. <laughs> roll to roll to see if you know anything. Shoots the promoter. <laughs> Let's be fair. Hits the promoter with a chair. <laughs> Two successes. The wrestling show. We need to be thematically appropriate. Or cheese grater. Cheese grater I mean, also works. Shoots on the shoots on the promoter still is appropriate though. Yep. Um, yeah. So y- you've heard of it. You've probably never performed for it. Um, but you you've heard. It's one of the many many small um, promotions that goes through the southern areas um 
it sort of runs around the the vicinity of Georgia, Tennessee, and uh, just like Florida, that sort of southeastern seaboard. Um, and you, as you look around, um, Shakes finds you almost immediately um, as she uh, she walks up to the two of you. Yep. Hey. Uh, good glad you, glad you can make it. Come on, let's head inside. Okay. Fortunately, I can probably finagle a second ticket for your friend. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I tend to find funny enough that when you're in the middle of a very loud crowd that's cheering for a performance, it's a lot easier to have a private conversation. As somebody who does very loud performances, I can I can confirm that. And she leads you guys inside, gets you past the the ticket taker immediately, with seemingly without having the proof of a third ticket, but doesn't seem to bother the person that she's talking to. Sounds about right. So, how are things? Uh, well, I've been doing some digging on, um, as you guys make your way into the crowd, I've been doing some digging on uh, the people that showed up on your doorstep. Right. The body parts or the person that left them? A little bit of both. Um, and basically what I'm finding is a trail of bodies. Um, the, uh, I've been doing some, I've been doing some looking and supernaturals and a number of mundanes have just sort of been disappearing off the streets and occasionally being found in pieces. Um, and there's not really any particular rhyme or reason that we can find to it, but <clears throat> they all seem to be treated the same way, which is to say, with a big axe and a chainsaw. That sounds interesting. And painful. And painful. So, special folks and not special folks alike, huh? Yeah, this not special folks is a little bit more rare. I would, if I had the hazard to guess, I'd guess it was people who just got in their way. Could but be. But the majority of the targets seem to be supernaturals of some kind. Okay. Anything, anything that can, might give us any indication on who it might be? Do you know anybody in any of your groups who runs around with a chainsaw? Conceivably. Not personally, not like individuals. But I know, well, let's just say that not everybody who, not everybody who takes it upon themselves to, 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 to hunt down the things that go bump in the night are shining, are the shining beacons of, of, of joy and purity and innocence that we are. That's a real glowing endorsement. Right? 
Some people do it for fun. Yeah, I think that's so, I think that's sort of what this person is doing it for. That's what I think it is too, and that's fucking terrifying because they've been successful at it. Usually, these people end up dying fairly quickly. Yeah, they're good at it, which is a problem. Well, that definitely gives us a direction. Um, I had already sort of been kind of looking into that possibility. It did not escape me that that might be a that that might be the thing. And I'm not even going to say for sure that it is, but it's a distinct possibility. Um, well, the one thing we do know is that, um, from what I can tell, um the eyes that I've been keeping on you guys tell me that most of the murders are happening around you guys' cells. Not just you guys, but like any groups of hunters that are in the city. Right. So, I'm going to ask you for two things. One of them, you're not going to be happy about. That one is that I know you're probably still going to keep looking into this because you lost people. That's fair. I appreciate, I, I approve of that. If you find out anything and you get identity, bring it to me. Do not go after them yourself because that's going to start that. That's, that's taking the crazy, crazy, crazy hunter people and, and poking them with a hot iron. Yeah, I'm, you may have noticed, but I'm not exactly a run into a gunfight by myself kind of girl. I'm not necessarily worried about you. That's fair. Her, on the other hand, she says, indicating to uh, one of the wrestlers who is currently in the ring. And as you, as you sort of pay attention to the, to the first time to what's going on in the ring, you see this sort of towering titan of a woman who is sort of standing in the middle of the ring, sort of gloating uh, uh, over her three opponents that she's been put up against in this, in this fatal four-way. Um, as she has this sort of commanding presence that just kind of comes from her being huge and imposing as she sort of towers over everyone in this, this red leotard that seems to be designed almost like scales. Um, as she sort of stands in the center of the ring with all three of her opponents laid out um, into the turnbuckles. And she sort of wanders over to one of the turnbuckles and grabs the person in it and hurls them across the, across the ring into the person in the opposite turnbuckle. Hot. Um, uh, Fina over there will probably be the one who wants to go in and break some heads. Well, um, can you do something about that? I can probably keep her busy because I'm not say I, I I'm not saying I'm not going to allow you to because I'm not going to pretend that I have the capability of stopping you. However, should somebody start a full on like nuclear style war between your kind and ours i can't really get in the middle i can't really get in the middle of that to stop it yeah 
Uh, I'm doing my best to try and just cover our tracks and stop them from finding more of us right now. It's good. It's good. Um, um, there's one other thing that I was going to ask. I mean, if you, uh, I don't think this was it, but anything you come across, pass it along. Yeah. We need all the information we can get on this to put a stop. <sighs> don't get me wrong. If any, regardless of type, regardless of, of, of what, it, what somebody is, if they go dark side, they go down. But that includes us. Yeah, it's good to know you guys don't discriminate. I mean, no. Equal, equal opportunity killer. <laughs> I'm sure we all have our... Uh, let's say favorites. Uh, specialties of research. Hmm. I think favorites applies. <laughs> fields of expertise. Yes, fields of expertise. Um, but, you know, you guys, uh, uh, um, the kind we fought, the, the kind we ran into in the sewers, R. Kelly, I don't care. No. I'll do my best to try and keep anybody on my side from going overboard with the desire to protect and avenge. Appreciate that. But like I said, Fiend is a bit of a hothead. She says, as your attention is drawn back to the ring as, as Fina sort of, after having thrown all three of them that had been trying to pile on her to the ground, sort of like leans back and lets out a roar that echoes across the stadium and almost sounds a little bit more than just human. Yep. Um, but it just kind of, it seems to just get the crowd more excited as she kind of roars around and sort of acts up the, the giant monster role in this, in this particular match. As she proceeds to continue cleaning house with the with the rest of the people performing. Oh man, a fucking pro wrestling heel as a changeling would be such a good way to get glamour. What do you think she's yep. doing it? <laughs> I just thought about it. It's like that's such a good way to get glamour. <laughs> oh yeah. That was the other thing. That was the other thing. Um so if you find anything, let me know. Ideally, this is a really goddamn good time to lay low. I know that's kind of what you just said and what you what your thing, but I'm just giving you the heads up that if they're on a if if they've got if they've got the 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 the, the if they have the fever for more killing, then they're not going to be too discriminate about it. Yeah. 
Well, if it's who I think it is. Unfortunately, well, as a group, I can try and cover people's tracks, and some of us individually are really good at hiding. Sometimes we have to be in the spotlight. It's just kind of who we are, she says, pointing at Fina. Just tell... Just tell those who prefer to keep a public face, and don't get me wrong, I get it, but tell people who prefer to keep a public face that just means you have to be that much that much more careful and that much less surprised when you end up dead. Oh, you, you trust me when I say you don't quite get what I mean about some of us have to be in the spotlight. But I, I mean, I, I, fair enough, but that doesn't change if it is a, it, if you will literally fall over dead if you if you're not if they're not in the spotlight my words still apply mm-hmm. i get you yeah and believe me i'm doing the best that i can but the other reason i the other reason i wanted to talk to you in person is i could use help occasionally and i'm willing to offer what i can if maybe you guys can do a little bit of help on our side because at the moment, we're fighting a war on two fronts. Because we've got these psychopaths running around cutting up any kind of supernaturals, mm. and privateers have stepped up their game. The people that you guys saw us in the middle of a gunfight with? Right, that's your... They're getting more active. That's our dark side. So here's the thing. <laughs> My plate's real busy at the moment. Um... And I'm all for. We're gonna. I'm gonna do my best to take this one problem off your hands. I don't know if I've got it in me right now. Take two off. But I can at least try to relieve the pressure of this one group of psychopaths that are that are murdering indiscriminately. I will see what I can do after we stop our seventh apocalypse or whatever it probably is at this point. <laughs> but until then, I, I, I well, just, it's a hectic, it's a hectic month. Oh, uh, yeah. Believe me, I know. But just, I'll put it this way. I keep a book of favors, and I tend to repay my favors. So anytime you do good by us, just know that I'll I'll remember that, and I'll know that I owe you one. I will keep that in mind. And like I said, I'll see what I can do. And for people like me... That's practically as good as a binding contract. In fact, it's probably better than a binding contract. Cool. But yeah, you're welcome to sit back and enjoy the rest of the show if you like. I know Fiend is still working on her mic skills, but she's pretty good.
I mean... I look over, I look over at Astrid. Is there anything you wanted to know here? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Yeah, and like I say, if you got any more questions, fire away now, because it'll probably be a little bit harder to get in touch with me unless I'm looking for you for a bit. I... Are you dumping your phone? No, but I might there not always go. be around it. That's fine. But if it's if, if if it's that level of urgency, it's not in my head at the moment. Oh, um, yeah. It will be something that comes up. As much as I would love to stick around, um, uh, someone is 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 potentially um, there's there's a potential situation. Mm -hmm. uh, involving relics and someone I don't quite thoroughly trust. So I think I should go. Uh, I got you. Just in the interest of laying low, a lot of us are probably going to be in places where there's never going to be any cell signal for a bit. So that's fair. No, that that's fine. Um, I will... I think of anything, I will try to figure out some way to get in touch with you. But all right, and if you if you send me a text, it'll probably get to me eventually. Whenever I have to poke my head out. Okay. So as Nina was finishing that conversation, um, Astrid's gonna go and see if there is any way she can uh, fight the girl in the ring. Break it, break it. Yeah. <laughs> Astrid's gonna do a run in. <laughs> Roll me manipulation and contacts. It's the booker. Uh, Roll me your contacts. My God, that's Astrid's music. <clears throat> Where are contracts? It, it contacts is the is it's gonna be the same dots as your professional training because you have that. Uh, you're gonna have, right. You're gonna have to convince the booker to let you do it. Can I also use spend uh, willpower for this? Yes, you can absolutely spend a willpower on this. Okay. So then I'm just rolling manipulation and then contacts and willpower? Yep. Okay. Three successes. So as it turns out, <laughs> <laughs> while you've never worked for this promotion before, you know the booker. Uh, he's worked for several different promotions and he knows you and you've worked with him before and... He is more than excited to book a surprise match between Fina the Dragon and Astrid. <laughs> because that's a match that hasn't been seen before, and you've been off the scene for a while, but people still know your name. She so. also goes by Ash for her wrestling name. Ash. Um, and he still has your old entrance music on file. Signal the ref to tell the to tell the person in the ring and hit the music. <laughs> and so he, he he tells you to head over to the gorilla position, which is you know where where the where they where they have the people ready to go on stage, and he gets on his headset and signals people down by the stage. One of them goes up and signals the ref. And the announcer sort of gets on the mic. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special treat for you tonight. As it turns out, once in a lifetime, we have someone come back 
from out of their retirement, their disappearance off the circuit. And we've got a very special guest for you tonight who's going to go head-to-head against our dragon. Fina is going to have a one-on-one match with Ash. And you hear there's this, there's this recognition of your name as the, the crowd... Some of them have been hardcore into the indie circuit for a long time. And you hear that sudden gasp of surprise as your name is recognized, followed by a series of cheers. Um, and as your music hits and you hit and you hit the entrance ramp, the crowd is immediately on their feet for another match with probably their favorite wrestler of this promotion in the form of Fina, with someone that a lot of them already know uh in 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 your case um why don't you go ahead and just roll me manipulation and and uh how are you going into this are you going in trying to make the crowd like you or are you trying to be the scary one between the two of you um she's gonna try and make the crowd like her all right rolling manipulation and expression Astrid has decided to stick around for this hang on a minute astrid going for that face pop Yep. Can I spend a willpower on this? Yep, absolutely. All right. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. No, Astrid is Dwayne the Rock Johnsoning her way into this promotion. <laughs> I mean, hopefully Dwayne the Rock Johnsoning and not Rocky Maya V. <laughs> Two successes. So the, the crowd is ecstatic for you as you manage to make your way down the ramp and enter the ring. Uh, in just your street clothes, but your street clothes are good enough for, for right now, especially as a drop-in. Um, uh, and you find yourself staring face-to-face with this uh, titan of a woman in sort of like a red-scaled leotard uh, with her black hair sort of pulled back into a ponytail. Um, and she sort of looks down at you with this... You're not certain if it's contacts, but she's got these... these um, sort of reptilian yellow eyes on. Um, and she looks as she looks down at you. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. She says that she kind of goes back into her corner and starts to like stretch out her arms for a minute. I'm just going to ask you to give me as the, as the bell rings and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make this, Interesting, but little, but a little bit quick. Give me a, give me a presence in brawl with your professional training dots added. Okay. Quick, William. What's Astrid's entrance music? <laughs> no, off the top of my head, no. I got no idea off the top of my head. Uh, we'll, have figure, we'll have to figure that out for next week. It's an indie promotion, yeah. so they don't they don't buy licenses. Just <laughs> I mean, a they don't buy licenses. B they play the big music anyway. Yeah, so they just say fuck it. We'll play whatever we want. So it's like a presidential rally. Yeah. Um, but you give a relatively good match considering that you've been out of the, out of the ring for a while. Um, 
And between the two of you, you're you're sort of working it out as you go because there was no time to plan this match before getting the choreography done ahead of time. And so you're both sort of calling it on the run. But as it turns out, the two of you have pretty decent chemistry. Uh, and so you end up playing a pretty decent round of, you know, the, the smaller person who's got a lot of fighting experience versus the giant titan who's maybe a little bit tired from the already four-person match she was just in. So you, you end up playing up a lot of the sort of the in-ring storytelling of, you know, the person who's got a lot more energy trying to exhaust the Titan by staying out of her reach and hitting quickly and moving, moving around and playing around the idea that trying to target a specific body part to injure and whittle down and weaken away. Um, and it eventually you sort of both come to the conclusion that it would be more interesting for her lasting story because she's the one that's going to be in this place for a little while if she loses this fight. Um, because having having this this legend come in that can bring down the Titan sort of because she's been on such a hot streak for a long time, it sort of establishes that she can be defeated, but it takes someone who's of the highest caliber. Mm. As far as the as far as this indie promotion is going, um, so that creates a little bit more interesting because they know that she can lose a fight because thus far she hasn't lost in a long time. Um, so you both decide that this would be a good spot for her to actually take a loss. Um, and eventually, I'm curious if you have any idea of what of what your potential match finishing move would be. <laughs> uh. I don't know wrestling stuff. Um, it's an Osaka cutter. <laughs> you, you, you grab the person. You grab the person. You flip them up over behind you, and then drop their head down on your shoulder as you drop to the mat. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> sure, it's a it's a it's a great move. <laughs> Which is impressive because she's about twice your size. <laughs> Um, That's why it's a good move. Yeah, and so as you, as you man, she she helps you obviously because this is the right. whole point of the show. But as you manage to flip her over your shoulder and catch her by the neck and drop down onto onto your onto uh, drop her onto your shoulder and sort of most people wouldn't recognize the Osaka cutter, but they know what a stunner looks like. Um, and so it looks very similar. Um, but the the move itself is immediately got the crowd's attention, and then immediately you roll over pull the leg and get the pin in one two three the match is yours as your music begins to play again as you sort of stand up put your fist up to the crowd uh take in the cheers as she kind of gives you the barest of winks from the from the mat as the two of you sort of revel in this victory and you step off um the uh the booker as you leave sort of gives you a nod and thanks you for the for the performance and hands you a handful of cash for the for the quick for the quick show. Nice. You're muted again, Jeremy. That's where you lose any kind of credibility to me, because any promoter would not give out a single dime that they didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> not a single dime, and most that they do have to. They still won't give. <laughs> I'm indulging the fantasy here. It's 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 Again, a, it's all a game to election rallies. 
You're yep. not paying your talent. Yep. You're pirating the music. Yep. But. Most of your audience is drunk. As the as the the crowd continues for the rest of the show, that was that was the main event. So they're wrapping up now. But the uh, and you just put on a hell of a main event for the for the crowd. Um, as you meet up back with Nina after the show is done, um, shakes kind of looks at you. I think he just made a friend because Fina's going to remember that and she's probably going to want to see you again. So Astrid, like without a word on what just happened, just looks at Nina. Okay, let's go. Yep. We're going to have to figure out your entrance music now. I know. <laughs> at the very least for next week. I'm, I'm just a girl. It's actually now. some of Nina's music and it's kind of awkward. Chooses <laughs> some of Nina's music as her entrance music. Yes. Nina's I like, mean, that just leads to me performing the entrance music WrestleMania style. <laughs> I love the I love that idea. She's like Nina's it's, like, wait, that's my something music. Something from Nina Sky's band, yeah. Someone said rock music, and that's roughly where Nina lands. Yeah, that is yeah. absolutely where Nina lands. Yeah. I was going to say, hey, that said, having seen Captain Marvel, Just a Girl seems like a really good option. Yeah, that was that was my suggestion. It was like Just a Girl by no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys. <laughs> metal cover of Just a Girl. Metal, metal cover of Just a Girl by Nina Sky. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Make our way back. Uh, but once we get out, I look over it. I look over it. I said, you're from around here. How well do you know the uh, uh, any Ashwood Abbey members in the area? That'll be Witson Streetwise. Okay. Just because Ashwood Abbey people are crazy, like, legit psychotic, doesn't mean they run around with chainsaws carving people up. <laughs> One success. You know the Abbey has a presence here, and you know that it's usually around the big party scenes, but you don't know much more than that. I don't know too much. Like, yeah, same here. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not saying that they're the only possibility, but they're the big possibility. Thrill killers with chainsaws? I mean, either that or the Sawyer family is moved from Texas. One of the two. Could also be Juggalos. No, Juggalos just think they're badass. <laughs> Come at me, Juggalos. Uh, Can we not? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Jeremy wakes up the next morning with a bottle of burning Fago on his front door. <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing that you should do with, with Fago soda is burn it. Um, I don't mind Fago, at least the orange flavor. Anyway. 
I we might need to start asking around because I know that these that they are what they are, but that's not good for anyone. No, and it's not just them because they're getting some humans too. They're getting well. So I didn't want to say anything, but we know at least some of those that registered as humans were related to. Oh, just worries. one. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Only just the one. Never mind. So they are at least one. getting some, some bystanders. Is one was just a cop. Yeah. So. Yeah, we need to check into that because that's. <laughs> Yeah. We all right. Well, let's head back and see what 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 terrible things have gone on in our absence. Because I'm so, sure something has. Uh, I'm sure your place is on fire. So. Oh, oh yeah. So it's it's getting dark by the time that you guys are. It's actually it's been dark by the time that you guys are back because you just got back from a wrestling show. Um. But uh, the uh, the you arrive at the at the apartment. Um, Paul and um, Eamon have been back for a bit by this point. So, okay. what is going on when Nina and Astrid arrive back? I feel like a poker game has probably yeah, started yeah. among this collection of people at some point. Drew, Sean, and Colleen have been playing cards. Oh, yeah. Yellow yeah. shot twister. <laughs> and and uh, uh, when you start playing, Colleen just kind of puts her hand up. I swear I'm not using magic to determine my hand. You'll, Don't you'll worry. Un- you'll, under- you'll see why it doesn't matter in a second, and I'll deal the cards out. <laughs> And after about three rounds, they realize that Drew cannot read people's facial expressions particularly at all. It's fine. Voices goes okay. Faces, no. It's fine. I've been handicapping myself all evening. Glug, glug, glug. (laughs) So that's almost certainly already going on by the time that the first half gets home. Yeah. Like holding as it t- as it turns out, even if she's not using magic to 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 form her hand, when she's the only one sober enough to read people, she's still got an easy so sober enough or with enough sight to read people's faces. You get that uh, you get the moment where Sean leans over to Drew and says, Is that a six or a nine? <laughs> like showing Drew his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Drew probably wins that round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but as it turns out colleen's actually doing pretty well despite you know not using magic I oh am, yeah she has all of the advantages here i <laughs> am only half i am sean is pretending to be more drunk than he actually is and is only half paying attention he's mostly listening out keeping it keeping an ear and eye out for anything approaching that might be dangerous <laughs> what are uh Eamon and paul up to Craig, you're muted. Eamon makes Paul stop for food on the way back. You're muted, Craig. You're muted, Craig. 
I, I had said that Paul would join the game uh, if they will deal him in, but yeah, Paul will definitely stop for food on the way back. Yeah. Right. What, what do you got? What do you guys get? Chick-fil-A. Um, because it's been that kind of week. Um, <laughs> Paul is not particularly familiar with the drive-thru options, so we'll let uh, we'll let Eamon pick. Yeah, it's 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 a it's another fun evening for a Lyft driver who gets called for a pickup and then has an Irishman direct him to a fast food drive-through, and then the actual de- destination. <laughs> Probably not the first time, even this night. For this Probably person. not. <laughs> um, and Eamon will, uh, yeah, he'll just. <sighs> He'll probably order a solid dozen chicken sandwiches of various sizes and degrees and condiments. And I mean, they only have one size of chicken sandwich at Chick Fil A. They've got a couple different versions, though. Yeah, different versions, but only one size. Right. Yeah, no. uh, and he'll pretty much just eat two of them on the way and save hand as many to Paul as Paul wants, and then the rest are for whenever they get back for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you guys arrive. Paul gets dealt into the game. Chicken sandwiches are distributed. And this is this is the scene that Nina and Ash should arrive back to. Oh, and then Eamon lays down on the couch, shirtless, holding the knife. <laughs> and pretends to try to go to sleep. I am propping <laughs> my feet up on his gut as we're playing. Just skin booted, booted feet on Eamon's gut. Skin to skin contact, just like a good new dad. <laughs> All right, people, let's... Be, I... Don't you talk to me or my knife son ever again. <laughs> um. All right, people... I realize I'm a pretty easygoing person, but I've got standards. No Chick-fil-A in my home. Just because the people that founded it are bigots doesn't mean we can't eat the food. Are you going to get mad if I order other food then? No, order all you want. It's not, I have no problem with. with okay. Uh, asshole. Drew will list off like the local things that are on Grubhub, which I think is the bougie option. Which one's the bougie option? Either Grub, either Grubhub or Dine, or, or DoorDash. Okay, whichever door, bougie option is available in the local area. List yeah. off they the restaurant. Both. Who wants what? I'm halfway through a chicken sandwich. I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> I mean, the food's already here. We might as well finish it off. But for future reference, I guess Colleen says. Fair. Can I eat fine? Man tries to be generous once in a bloody moon, and then this is the sort of thanks he gets. Well, now hold on. Did Eamon pay, or oh, did yeah. Paul end up paying? Oh, okay. no, Eamon paid for it. <laughs> okay. I, I'm grateful, Astrid said, and she grabs a sandwich. I dedicate my life to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and this is the thanks I get. I, I look down over at him. Which one of us has the color? I've done more for the church than you have, you bastard. Hmm? And I was the better student. I think I need to fold again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, can you beat a straight flush? Now Um, I know you're cheating. I look over 
No. <laughs> now I know you're cheating. That's the third one in a row. No, the last one was a royal straight flush. Oh, I can't fucking keep things straight. Okay, I'm going to point out that even Probably if somebody's not cheating consciously, if they have the ability to alter reality, subconscious desire is a thing. I promise that You're I wouldn't do that. For a different game? You can't promise not to subconsciously do something. That's not how your con your subconscious All right. works. All right. Amy sits up suddenly we'll and looks straight at Colleen. How creepy is it? Okay, no, we should. Do you have any casinos around here? I pull out my dagger. Yes, there are casinos around here. Put my hand of on the all table. The places we absolutely should not end up. All right, we're we'll messing this up because we went for a lark. All right, we'll play knifey fingers. <laughs> I stab the knife between <laughs> two of my fingers. <laughs> I think it's called five finger fillet. I call it knifey fingers. <laughs> knifey fingers. I Does thought five finger fillet not? was one of the things we got from the chicken place. <laughs> Is anyone without the last name Mulcahy That's Wendy. a suggestion for a different game? Sure, what you got in mind? I think she, I think he was asking for suggestions, Colleen says. Oh. I think we should all sit in a circle except for Colleen and play spin the bottle and see what she thinks about all of us. Are you 12 years old, brother? <laughs> Always, you bastard. <laughs> Paul turns and looks at Nina and says, you got a chess set or anything? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, you have one of those Xboxes. It's been a while since I've played one of them Halo games. Rather good at charades. <laughs> Holy fuck. Neo walks over to the cabinet, pulls out two bottles of doesn't matter. <laughs> Absolutely doesn't matter. <laughs> Turns around, walks to her, walks straight into her bedroom and shuts the door. I take that as a no then. What's wrong with charades? There's a nice box sitting directly at, uh, on the view in the front room. It's been referenced before. Yeah, no, yeah. I figured, that's, well, why I, that's why I asked because I've been drinking. <laughs> and, he's, and Sean is pretending to be more drunk than he is. Yeah. Whatever. And continues playing poker. <laughs> because whatever criticisms people have, no one had a better suggestion. Oh yeah, no, no, we continue. I suggested charades. <laughs> no one wants to play charades. Let's know with an Englishman. What is this? Imperialism. <laughs> I mean, I'm up for a casino, says Astrid, like holding up the money that she got. Ah, no, we should probably lay low. Kate, you're quite flush there, lass. Where'd you get it, that, then? It might be time for story um, time. Oh, yeah, we uh, we went to, like, a wrestling place, and I, I won, so I got money. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most straightforward thing you've ever said, Astrid. Congratulations. 
<laughs> you did a what? you did a wrestling and you did a wrestling and got money. Got it. Understood. You did a wrestling. Are you joking me? <laughs> For the audience's benefit of the group, I think Holly knows not the least because she's she she's learned a little bit about wrestling from osmosis from me. A little, <laughs> but one of the least knowledgeable about wrestling in the group. Yeah, we have we have Jack right. and Aaron here, so I feel like that's, that's what she would say. That tracks completely. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like even if bit. even if I knew about wrestling terms, she would just say I did a wrestling. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean yeah. she would. I did a wrestling. <laughs> but as you guys figure out how to spend this afternoon. Um, and try and determine what game you can play that you either don't care if Colleen cheats or are probably sure that she won't be able to subconsciously cheat on accident. Um, we play Halo. So, Gia, so question first for Jeremy. Does, uh, what, does Nina have a Switch or just an Xbox? Um, yeah, I do not see her as a Switch gamer. Okay, so with my five dots of resources, I just place a small order to Amazon for a Switch and several party games. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can get a Switch on Amazon now. Hmm. Uh, a short while later, a switch arrives. <laughs> this week's episode of I just learned that Am- sponsored by Nintendo. I just learned that Amazon Now is a thing. Amazon Now is fantastic, and well, I don't encourage you to spend it on impulse purchases of expensive electronics. If you need something really immediately and it's not too late, it's incredibly valuable. This week's episode of Terminus Tendency, also sponsored by Amazon Now. Two-hour delivery if you have Amazon Prime. And DoorDash, the bougie option. (laughs) (laughs) That's the word of the night. But as you all spend this evening taking a moment to settle yourselves after a harrowing firefight, after a harrowing encounter with a bunch of body parts, after a harrowing encounter with a bunch of shadow werewolves, After a series of dangerous and life-threatening and mind-threatening encounters, taking a minute to relax and just enjoy each other's company. That is where we will end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.